So guess who didn't realize it was Mother's Day when she was putting together a sermon? <laughs> yeah, guilty as self-charged. So I'm a mother too, go figure. <laughs> All across the land, and especially here in the buckle of the Bible Belt, people will be listening to pastors appraising their parishioners of the wonders of mothers and all that they do. In fact, I passed a church the other day announcing this Mother's Day sermon as Why God Made Mothers. Anybody know what the second line of that is? Why God Made Mothers? Yeah, I've heard it before. Because God could not be present everywhere, right? Pretty syrupy, uh-huh. So what I was cackling up thinking as I passed that sermon sign was, well, you know, reproduction, childbearing, yeah, that seems like a better answer to me. (laughs) Anyway, I didn't realize today was Mother's Day. But then again, most people don't realize that the impetus behind the creation of Mother's Day in the U.S. wasn't just fond thoughts of mother. We heard about some of that earlier from Karen. But really, it was activism. So yes, Anna Reeves Jarvis worked hard beginning in 1905 to get Mother's Day recognized as a nationwide holiday. But part of her inspiration was work that she and her friend, Julia Ward Howe, had done 35 years before. So in 1870, responding to the carnage of the American Civil War and the Franco-Prussian War, Peace activist and Unitarian, Julia Ward Howe made a Mother's Day proclamation calling on mothers of all nationalities to band together to put an end to war. So let's hear from that proclamation. Arise all mothers who have hearts, whether our baptism be that of water or tears, say firmly, We will not have great questions decided by irrelevant agencies. Our sons shall not be taken from us to unlearn all that we have been able to teach them of charity, mercy, and patience. We, women of one country, will be too tender of those of another country to allow our sons to be trained to injure theirs. Some powerful words, huh? Yeah. Here we are, 153 years after that proclamation, and the ideas in it are just as relevant today as when Julia first put pen to paper. We've already seen the war to end all wars come and go. We've heard the cries of never again after horrors and then see those horrors repeated. Our world, our society, our people, our mothers, and especially our youth, know that the unthinkable is just a thought away. And you know, it was the idea of people being forced into battles that they never expected that I wanted to talk about today. So actually, Mother's Day makes a perfect introduction. I was listening to a tiny desk concert on NPR. And for the uninitiated, that's where musical artists play a short set in what looks like someone's office. 
Now this concert featured Bono and The Edge from U2, and they were playing an acoustic set, just The Edge on guitar, and they were singing four songs. Now the last one was Walk On, and this was originally written about Burmese activist Aung San Suu Kyi, who's fallen a little from grace these days. But as they sang it this time, they've rewritten the lyrics for the situation in Ukraine. The first verse of the rewritten lyrics goes like this. And if the comic takes the stage and no one laughs and does a dance on his own grave for a photograph, this is not a curtain call. This is the greatest act of all. Stand up for freedom. Now, just before I listened to this concert, I'd been thinking about a friend of mine whose personal and professional life blew up a few years ago and who's still dealing with the aftermath. Some of this aftermath is good. Some of it is really hard. But all of it has to be walked through, right? He has to walk on. So when I heard these lines about President Zelensky of Ukraine, it got me thinking to how all of us are called to step up to the stage of history, our history, our individual history, and our collective history. When we see injustice and chaos and people hurting all around us, how do we step into the greatest act of all? When we experience injustice, when we cause chaos, when we are the people hurting, how do we stand up for freedom? Especially when, so often, we just wish we could live in simpler times. And right there is the story of my sermon title. It comes from the first book of The Lord of the Rings. Anybody not familiar? with the story of the Lord of the Rings? <laughs> I'm thinking that's a yes. Everybody knows that story. So Tolkien puts this powerful scene where the ring bearer Frodo says, I wish the ring had never come to me. I wish none of this had ever happened. And wise Gandalf replies, so do all who live to see such times. But that is not given to us to decide. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to us, right? Powerful words. And now for a quick aside. I'm gonna take us on a detour here for just a moment because while I was working on this sermon this week, I happened to come across a description of the setting of Frodo's journey and it's just too good not to share with you. Here goes. Imagine your uncle goes missing after his birthday party, and his old stoner friend from out of town tells you that the souvenir he brought back from a Vegas trip 80 years ago is actually Satan's mood ring. And now zombie assassins are coming to town to burn down your town unless you and your lawn guy meet up with medieval hosier in a gastropub. What do you think? Yeah. All right. Back to the serious stuff. Frodo wishes the ring had never come to him. Gandalf tells him, 
All we have to do is decide what to do with the time that is given to us. We can wish for easier days, look back longingly at a past that may or may not have existed. And even if it did, that may or may not have produced a present and future that we imagine. But no amount of wishing or longing is going to change the moment that we find ourselves in. So like it or not, we're stuck with deciding to do something in this moment, this time, that is given to us. My friend's life blew up in pretty much every direction. He had to sit down and look at all that devastation, figure out all the landmarks of his past that were destroyed. And he continues to pick shrapnel out of his psyche. Some of you may have been in that situation before. But he's working on building a life that is better, fuller, happier, by no means perfect, but one in which he feels more alive. He's working really hard to step into the greatest act of his life. For President Zelensky of Ukraine, well, the whole world watched as this comic has taken the stage. We made jokes when a comedian became president of his country. We worried when he was caught up in a scandal involving a president of our country. And we watched in awe, in admiration, as this man with no past political or military experience has led his country with gravitas and courage in a war against a much greater power. There's no way this man could have known what he was signing up for when he ran to be leader of his country, right? Would he have still run if he had known? You know, I wonder if he would have felt that he wasn't up for the task. I wonder how many times he's thought to himself, I wish this responsibility had never come to me. I wish none of this had happened on my watch and then had something recall to him that he must continue to decide day by day what to do with the time that is given to him because he continues to stand up for freedom. And for you, in your own life, how are you continuing to stand up for freedom? as the epidemic of gun violence in our country claims more lives, as trans kids are being targeted in our schools, as climate change becomes more dire, as reproductive rights and health are decimated, as challenges to the democratic underpinnings of our society become more and more aggressive, how are you standing up for freedom? I challenge you to name for yourself one specific way that you are standing up for freedom. Whatever constraint or suffering you hold in your vision as I say this, and whatever way you are working for the liberation of those who experience it, I challenge you 
to plant yourself firmly in that stance for freedom and to really see that that's what it is. When we lose sight of that stance, the enormity of the suffering can defeat us. The sheer number of the problems and the exponential rate at which they are growing can overwhelm us. But when we stop and remind ourselves not just the of the need to stand for freedom, but of the actions, small and large, that we take to achieving it in a multitude of directions, we come back to our center from out of that fear. We may wish the responsibilities of this era in history had not come to us, but they have. In smaller and larger ways, each one of us is a ring bearer. In the bridge of that version of Walk On, rewritten for Ukraine, Bono sings, Home, you don't know what it is till you're forced to flee one. Home, till I know where it is, I will have to be one. I look around at all the people I've known who for reasons one or another have had to flee their homes. Refugees from war-torn regions, survivors of domestic violence, people whose homes have been destroyed by environmental disasters, addicts getting away from families and communities that trigger their addictions, LGBTQ plus folks who had to run away from their family or communities of origin. So many people not knowing where home is, so many people trying to be home for themselves or others. I want to offer you this vision of standing up for freedom, opening our arms in welcome as a home, or at least a temporary shelter to those who don't know where their home is. Some of us may run programs to help refugees. Others may send aid to those who are affected by environmental disasters. Some may sit quietly over tea as a person affected by a violent situation tells their story, and another may simply offer a hug to a trans friend who is being maligned. Every bit of this is offering home, and every bit of it is standing up for freedom, because do you know what freedom means? It's the ability to be who you are. And every time you share love with someone who has experienced loss or violence, or other forms of trauma, you create a little bit more space for freedom. So yeah, we may wish the times were different, but let's face it, folks. The ring has come to us. We know what we've got to do with the time that is given to us. Amen, and blessed be.